Welcome to Brain Pain. I'm John, your host, where we talk about all things in the vast world of psychology. I am not a psychologist, nor am I a counselor. None of this is uh, intended to be therapeutic. We're just discussing ideas uh, around and about and that tie into psychology. This week's a little different. I have ideas listed and some things I want to talk about, but I was talking to a friend of mine who is a faithful listener to the podcast, and his name is Michael, and he brought up an idea that I'd kind of thought about but never really gone in depth on. That is specifically the idea that in uh, the last few podcasts I talked about elder abuse, and I also talked about adolescent suicide prevention. Both of those have a common factor, which is isolation. Although it's not really expressed like that in both of them. Elder abuse, they say, specifically, isolation is necessary to facilitate some of the elder abuse. But what they say for adolescent, what they say for adolescent suicide prevention is that they need to be more connected, which in turn is the same as saying they are isolated. They're not connected. We went through a number of things that are anecdotal, right? I'm not talking about studies done. I'm talking about personal observations. But I think we're seeing it more and more. That idea that we have online relationships, whether they're friendships or romantic relationships, where we spend, you know, two hours a day with an individual or less. And we get the sensation of being in a relationship yet we don't have the time requirements and we don't have to be as personally invested in that because it's only a couple hours a day. It's online. I can ignore it if I want to, right? Whereas if you're living with someone or if you're going over to somebody's house or if you're friends that you do things with, you have to actually face them face-to-face and you have to stay vested and you have to sometimes go out when you don't feel like it or... Make time for them when you don't feel like it, when you think you'd have something else you'd rather do. And so when that person actually needs something, or when you need something from that person, it's a little easier to say, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take care of my friend. Whereas if it's online, it may not be nearly um, as intense or as necessary. It's easier to just kind of ignore them if you needed to, because you had other things you wanted to do. And you also don't know the depth of that individual. You only know what they are showing you online, which is a case of image management. Now, there's a whole lot of stuff written about image management, specifically for people who are giving interviews and people who are interviewing. The person going on an interview is trying to manage their image so that you see only the best. The person who is interviewing is trying to get a real sense of that whole person. The good, the bad, everything in between. Skill sets, soft skill sets, uh, aptitudes, attitudes, etc., etc. As someone who has done a number of interviews, as the interviewer, I have typically done a phone interview first. But I've had a number of people come through 
and do really well on a phone interview, but when you're in their presence, you get a completely different sense of the individual. Some of this is nonverbal. A lot of it's nonverbal. Little details you probably don't even consciously think about sometimes, or maybe you do, and that's what, why they, the person you're interviewing in person doesn't get selected. Because the need to, to fit into the group that you're hiring for is just as important as the skill set anymore. And if there's some habits or predispositions this individual has, you may not want to hire them. Or maybe they didn't do well on the phone, but when they come in, you see they're really the kind of person that belongs on your team. But that's all done in person, face-to-face. When you don't have that face-to-face time, the relationship is different. Now, if you've had a long history together with face-to-face time, your phone calls, your internet interactions are still different, but you have a, a, a basis that's a little bit different also. That relationship started as a face-to-face relationship, and therefore tends to have a little more meaning than a relationship where you just met online, you've never met face-to-face, that kind of thing. I'm not saying that there's no exceptions to this. I'm simply saying in general, it appears to me that seems to be what I see. Connectedness. I mean, we talked about how it was connected between the elder abuse and uh, adolescent suicide ideation, but what about where it's going, where our society's going. Again, anecdotally, if you go to chat rooms or something like Twitch and you watch, uh, or online gaming, where there's a massive number of people playing a game together, there are some very toxic chats. And these very toxic chats come from the idea that, A, you're partially, it's partially that you're anonymous, so you can be kind of a jerk. But also... You're not connected to these people. So it's easier to be hateful and mean to them. These aren't people you've actually had a beer with or shared a meal with. These are just people online that are faceless. They are just dots on a screen. And yet we're looking at virtual reality uh, as definitely having some positive impacts, but will that further remove us from each other? I once asked a question. Well, let me go back a little bit. I had a friend who had a relationship, uh, it was two or three years online, and it was totally online. Their entire relationship was online, they'd never met face-to-face. They had talked on Skype, they had had talked in-game, playing games together, but they never really shared the same space on the planet. And he was telling me how real this relationship was and trying to sell me on it, and while I do not doubt that there were aspects of that relationship that were very real... I asked him a simple question that made my point, which is, what does her perfume smell like? Does she wear perfume? He didn't know. He couldn't really answer it. I said, you know, when she eats, she eat left-handed, right-handed. He goes, well, I guess right-handed, because she, she's right-handed, I believe. He didn't know. And two years, right? So, you know, what, what does she wear, you know, what does she wear when she goes, you know, to the store? What does she wear when she uh, goes to see her mom? Well, he didn't really know. And not that those things are necessarily important, but if you don't know how somebody smells, there's definitely a, a distance there, right? 
I mean, even if you just know that they don't smell bad, it's a thing that you can't do online. You know, you don't know how firm their handshake is. You don't know, you know, you just don't know a lot of things. A lot of things that myself growing up, you didn't really think about consciously, but they were part of knowing a person, right? At least in my mind. So, I mean, what is this, where is this all really going? What am I, where am I trying to go with this, I guess, is the next question. Where is John trying to go with this whole connected thing? And it really just, maybe it's an expression of concern about how we're using technology. I think technology is like anything else. I don't think it's necessarily good or bad. I think it has a power. I think it's how we use it. I do think it's enabling us to become more and more detached. And we're seeing a rise in depression. And we're seeing a rise in suicides. And we're seeing a rise in the kind of behavior we don't want to see. And why is that? I think it's because we're not connected. I think if we're connected to people, if we meet with them, it's harder to not have empathy. Now, you're still going to have, you know, psychopaths, sociopaths. You're still going to have people who cannot feel empathy for others. But I think it's easier to not feel empathy when you're an individual who isn't around people. It's part of that's societal norms, how your societal norms are set up. It's easier to disassociate yourself with people that you're not around. You look at World War II and you look at the propaganda on either side of the combat. Germans demonized Jewish people. Americans and, and the English demonized Japanese and Germans. It was in the advertisements. It was in the pre-movie newsreels. And it was to dehumanize them so that it was easier not to have empathy. So that it was easier to wipe the other team off of the planet. Because when we see people in general, in general, when one person sees another person as a human human being, when one person sees another person as a human being that has feelings and emotions and can feel pain and can feel joy, then it's hard not to have some empathy for them. Not impossible to disassociate, but it becomes more difficult. Anyone that's traveled the world at any to any extent beyond the beyond the tourist traps, it comes to realize very quickly that people are not that different around the world. They're not that different. What they eat might be a little bit different. What they I mean, the language they speak is different, and they do have different cultures, so I'm not saying they're not different at all, but what they want is the same. They want to live a peaceful life and raise kids and have a beer or a whiskey or a moment of peace uh, to relax, to, re- to rest. Most people, because most cultures that I've traveled through are very hospitable. They will cook a ton of food, whether they have it or not, and, and feed you extensively. Um, they want to make sure you're okay and taken care of. And this is human nature to some degree because you see it across so many cultures. And that's because we are naturally connected. We are naturally, naturally we, historically, historically man has had to form tribes or clans or countries eventually, 
to make sure that survival is possible. So, of course, we're connected. Of course, we're supposed to be connected. So, the real question is, how do we take technology and not allow ourselves to become so disassociated? I think the only real place to start is to talk about it, is to make sure people are aware of it, get the conversation rolling, make sure that we take the time to keep our humanity while using technology. That's just my take on the whole deal. So that's, that's going to be it for this week. I just really wanted to share my thoughts on being connected and maybe get some other people thinking about it, get some other people talking about it, get that conversation started. All right, take care of each other, take care of yourself, and rock on. <laughs>